Welcome to Monster Chats, presented by Monster VoIP, where we share the tools, methods, and best practices that business leaders use to build new connections, strengthen relationships, and impact sales and organizations of all shapes and sizes. If you have any questions that come up during today's episode, please text them to 424-378-6966. Please welcome the founder of Monster VoIP, your host, Colin Mitchell. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking with Jeremy Abramson, who is known as the high energy coach who helps top level executives and entrepreneurs unleash their fullest potential. I'm Colin Mitchell, the host of Monster Chats and the founder of Monster Void. Jeremy, welcome to Monster Chats. How are you doing? Colin, I'm excellent, brother. I'm super excited that we're making this happen. And I'm really excited to connect with you and your amazing audience. Yeah, I mean, we've been, we've been trying to make this happen for a while, so I'm glad we were able finally to connect and get on here. Um, I've been following your content for a while. I love your energy. Um, I love, you know, how you talk about eating healthy and movement, um, and you really make it simple, right? Like, it doesn't have to be super complicated or super expensive either for, for people. So before we get into some of those things that I know you're extremely passionate about, just tell us your story. Like, where did you grow up as a kid and how did you get into health and fitness? Yes. So appreciate you asking. I'm going to keep it as short as possible with also giving you as much context as possible. So I grew up in the Bay Area. So right in Silicon Valley in a city called San Mateo. Uh, I then lived in Israel for nine months following high school and then went to the University of Oregon where I studied business and sports marketing. And like most people, man, I spoke, I spent most of my life uh, just living really mm. unconscious of my thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And I feel like this is the way that most people navigate through life, um, going through the motions and never mm. truly unleashing their truth, unleashing their potential. So for me, you know, I always did have an interest in health. Um, my dad was a neurologist. So I was always aware of the importance of the brain and mental cognition and watching both of my grandparents uh, struggle at the end of their life with Alzheimer's. I knew that that was something I never wanted to experience. And uh, as my passion for fitness grew at you know, age 18 or 19, I was always the skinniest kid. Like you could see my ribs in pictures, you know, uh, I was that kid, which mm. also, uh, was beneficial because my metabolism was super fast and like my genetic makeup, uh, made it easy for me to get apps. So, uh, so, you know, I was really interested in fitness and then, you know, about four years ago, I attended a workshop in Austin, Texas, and it really opened my mind to the world beyond just fitness. It was more about movement and your nervous system. And I met people who connected me and introduced me to my first podcast and, and different ideas around mindset and nutrition, which really caused me to go down the rabbit hole. And these last four years have just been a deep dive into everything uh, wellness related. So that's how I'm here in Miami Beach now sharing my gifts with the world. Mm, wow. Okay. All right. So 
Tell us what was kind of the big moment at that workshop in Texas that you're like, wow, almost like a realization, like um, there, there's more to this thing. What were some of the big takeaways from there that made you have that realization? For sure. I, first of all, realized, wow, I don't know shit. I was like, <laughs> there's so much out there that I need to learn. And not only do I need to learn it, I want to learn it. Um, really, you know, the connection that movement has on our brain, the, the fact that it affects our neurotransmitters and, and our biology in such a powerful way. And it also was brought to my attention that, you know, so many people are living an average mediocre life. And mm. I don't think it's necessarily uh, intentional, but I think a lot of people have accepted feeling tired or feeling non-motivated or energized throughout the day. And it was really the people I connected with at that workshop that helped elevate me to the next level. And mm -hmm. like I said, they introduced me to new concepts, new ideas. And as I dove deeper into some of those things, it showed me what was possible. And as I started to implement them into my life, I saw the efficacy of them. And, and, and then I started to share them with my clients, with my family, with my friends. And I also saw these people improving. And I was like, okay, these are clearly powerful modalities. Let me see what else is out there. Mm. So t talk to me a little bit about some of the personal changes that you experienced before you started teaching some of these things to your clients. Yeah, uh, that's a great question, Colin. I think for me, it was never, it, I think a lot of people, including myself, get into fitness for the aesthetics, mm -hmm. for looking shredded, for, uh, for, for feeling worthy, for being able to get a girl, whatever that external validation or motivation might be. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how I started, right? And, and then when I shifted about three years ago out of fitness to really focusing on movement, and the way that I see fitness is fitness is mostly like in the gym. It's lifting weights. It's sets. It's reps. Mm. And when I got introduced to body weight movement and things called like animal flow and different mobility modalities, what I found happened was it was much more about the present moment. It was much more about being intuitive with your body. How does my body feel? What does it need? And then really addressing first and foremost, like your hips and your spine, which tend to be very common pain points for most people, especially entrepreneurs like you and myself who, you know, are grinding all day. Maybe we're sleep deprived. Maybe we're not fueling ourselves the best way. So I focused more on movement mm. and how that, how that shifted my life was, like I said, I became much more present with the deep now. And I have an overactive mind. My prefrontal cortex is always on. <laughs> and I found that when I was able to just get into this flow state, I was able to shift my brain waves and become more connected to my body in the present moment. And what's powerful about that is it wasn't just 
in my movement practice where I saw the benefits, I saw it when I would go back to work or go to work with clients. I saw that I was able to drop in to those brain waves, to those states more frequently. And that's really what I encourage people in the movement that we do is, listen, don't be so judgmental on yourself. Don't be so uh, fixated on the outcome or losing this amount of weight or looking this certain way. Focus on feeling better. Focus on getting rid of any pain points or discomfort. Focus on opening up and accessing new ranges of motion and see what's possible from there. Because once you start feeling better, it's going to impact every other aspect of life. Mm, so it's, it sounds like just being very mindful about your movement. So, and, 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 and doing more body weight, uh, you know, exercises rather than lifting weights. So are you a hundred percent body movement and do you even spend any time in the gym? Great question. And I love what you said about mindful movement. That's exactly what it is. It's just being more conscious and aware of what you're doing and just checking in with yourself. Hey, how does this feel? Hey, what else can I do from this position? Right? So I still do lift weights, um, probably once or twice a week. Um, and it's interesting because like quarantine, I know gyms closed, right? And a lot of people who are so eh, used to their routine were yeah. like hitting their pants, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? For me, it was a very easy transition because most of the stuff I do, like you mentioned, is with my body weight. And I also love other things like kettlebells and calisthenics. Um, things that really force your full body to be engaged. And what I found out too, Colin, that's interesting is like, because uh, I've spent so much time building mobility through my shoulders, through my hips, um, through these different body weight movements, when I do lift weights, my joints are so much stronger, so much more resilient. So mm. I'm able to lift more with much more ease. Uh, which I think might be counter counterintuitive for some people listening, but understand that you know your joints are really the foundation of your body's ability to move in an effective and efficient way. Mm. So give 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 a couple of like really practical um, examples of things that people can do. For sure. So. Anyone like yourself who follows some of my work, it's all about finding little pockets during the day to add movement. And if you really approach every moment as an opportunity to add some movement to your life, everything's going to change. What do I mean by that? I mean by, hey, instead of being on the phone all day, why don't you step outside and go for a walk and have a walking meeting? Mm -hmm. You know, Stanford, Stanford uh, did a study in 2017 and they found that just a 10 minute walk outside can boost your creativity by up to 60%. Wow. So, so That's huge. It, yeah, bro. And like, who doesn't want to be more creative, right? So, so it's really just tapping into these simple things. Um, 
and alternative postures and positions to do work from, which you and I are going to work on next week, because I know you said that you feel like you've been sitting a little too much lately. Um, and then literally like taking a break, uh, hitting some air squats, hitting some push-ups, getting your blood flowing. And, and that, again, is going to create more synergy between everything you're doing because as your body moves, your brain grooves. And if you're spending all day sitting stagnantly, chances are you're not going to come up with those new ideas. You're not going to get creative. You're not going to tap in to what you're truly capable of. Okay. So tell me like on a, you know, I know consistency is huge, right? So being consistent with whatever you're, you're doing is, is important. Um, how much time, you know, should people put in on a daily basis just to get a little bit of movement in, whether it's, you know, doing some air squats or like kneeling instead of sitting or standing instead of sitting, which I know you're a big fan of, um, or going for this 10 minute walk, like how, how much time it, it should they be putting in on a daily basis of using these alternatives and getting that movement in? Yeah. Again, great question. I'm glad you asked that. And my whole approach is I understand that people, especially the clients I work with, I work with a lot of high level executives and entrepreneurs who are running companies, they're running businesses, they're running their family. So time is their biggest limiting factor. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, uh, it's about establishing some sort of consistency in your morning. That can be 30 minutes of hydration, going for a walk or getting some sort of movement in, uh, getting a little bit of personal development work in and getting some sunshine. Literally like finding, finding things that you get a lot of bang for your buck. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is like, if you literally go outside each morning with a big glass of water and you do some stretches or you go for a walk, you're getting sunshine on your face, on your body. So you're getting vitamin D, which is a precursor for neurotransmitters like serotonin and, and also is going to boost your testosterone levels and your overall mood. And you're hydrating your body with the water and you're getting some movement, in, right? You're mm-hmm. generating blood flow throughout your body and you know, heart disease is the biggest killer in this country. Over 650,000 people every, uh, die every year because of heart disease. So the best thing we can do for our heart health, for our brain health, is to first thing in the morning, hydrate, move, and get some sunshine. Mm. And then in the middle of the day, like you said, you know, maybe it's 10 minutes every hour. You know, five minutes walking, five minutes stretching, if you add that up in the course of the day, that's like 90 minutes of movement, right? And then anything you do on top of that is a bonus. Mm. Um, So I'm all about like the minimal effective dose because Mm -hmm. I understand people like you, people like me, the people that we serve, they're busy. So it's really about mastering your morning. And then what's funny about that is because you're going to start feeling so much better, you're going to want to do more. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, no, I love that. Get the most bang for your buck. The only unfortunate thing for me is I'm a little crazy. So I wake up and the sun is not out yet. So <laughs> what time I have more wake up, bro. Uh, about four, four AM. Hell yeah. That's where I'm trying to get to right now. So what time I, do you go I, to bed? 
uh, early, you know, nine, nine 30, get, wow. I get my, get a proper sleep. Um, I go for a run in the morning with my wife. Usually I go swimming. Um, but you know, COVID and everything pulls our clothes. So we've been running in the morning, but it's still dark at that time. So I don't, don't get the sunshine, but, um, I do need to get the sunshine. Um, I think so like a 10 minute walk for me, adding that in, I think would, would make a huge difference. For sure, man. And I would, I would probably suggest that for you, like in the middle of your day, when maybe you've gotten some stuff done, you've worked for a couple hours and that's a nice little pattern interrupt, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I'm going to just kind of reflect on the first part of my day, get my mind right for the next part of my day and get some movement in while doing so. And come back 60% more creative. Exactly, bro. Knowing you, you'll probably like, crush that stat and like get to 120% more creative. <laughs> no, this is all great stuff. So tell us a little bit about how you ended up in Miami and what's the story behind that? Oof. Uh, interesting, interesting story for sure. So basically after high school, sorry, after, after college, I landed a great job with my dream organization, which is the Oakland A's baseball team. Uh, I spent my whole childhood going to games. Really, that was my life. Like, mm. I would get for batting practice. I would get autographs. I would stay late. Like, I was, I was a diehard fan. And I was like, you know, I am going to run this team someday. I'm going uh, to be the general manager, the owner, whatever that looks like, right? And so I studied business and sports marketing at Oregon. Got a job with the A's. And then one day in July... The team was crushing, by the way. This is summer of 2014. They're in first place, best record in the league. I'm like, first year I'm here and I'm bringing us a World Series. Let's go. <laughs> um, but one day in July, I actually got fired. And uh, it was pretty sudden because I was really crushing it. And then two days after that, I found out the girl I was dating at the time who I actually met at synagogue, like at Yom Kippur. So I thought she was a keeper, um, but I guess not. I found out she was cheating on me. And in this span of 48 hours, I was like, oh, shit, you know, this is what adversity looks like. Mm. Uh, So shortly after that, actually two months later, I packed up my Honda CRV, uh, trusted my intuition and just drove to South Florida. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I had a friend that uh, I mentioned I lived in Israel for a year. I I had a friend from that program who lived in Boca Raton. So, um, that was kind of like my contact there. And it was a tough transition, man, because, you know, I didn't have the tools I have now. Um, so at one point I was even sleeping in my Honda CRV for nine nights, just binging on PB and J sandwiches. And, uh, thank goodness I had a vision and I didn't let my dreams dissolve. Mm. And I was able to get out of that, uh, stronger than ever. Mm. Wow. I, I, I mean, that's an incredible story. I mean, you didn't even have enough time to feel sorry for yourself. You just, you just moved on to the next thing and kept pushing. Yeah, man. I think, I think there's always, whenever you're faced with obstacles and adversity, there's always really two ways to look at it and approach it. You can, uh, you can, you can either play the victim mm-hmm. and feel sorry for yourself and, and stay in that victim mentality or you can 
ask yourself, how did I contribute to this situation? How did I, how am I responsible for being here? And what am I going to do? What actions am I committed to taking to getting out of this and creating Mm -hmm. a brighter future? Mm -hmm. So I chose to take the latter. Yeah. And I think there's, that's a, that's a really good point too, because I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are maybe struggling with that, right? With everything that's going on, businesses are being crushed, you know, um, COVID happened, but there's, you know, are you going to sit around and feel sorry for yourself or are you going to do more and do better or do something different? hundred percent brother. And just like you, you know, you made this huge pivot in March starting your podcast and like really taking it and running with it. So we all have that option. We all have that opportunity. And I understand, you know, people have challenging circumstances. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, I, I, I 100% feel compassion for those people and for the challenging uh, situations that you're experiencing. Um, however, if you, if you define yourself by those, mm. you're, you're never going to grow out of that uh, situation. And understand that it's just temporary. And this is just part of your unique journey. Yeah, no, 100%. Jeremy, thanks so much for coming on to the Monster Chats podcast. Welcome to our community. Uh, Before I let you go, please tell folks where they can connect with you, where they can learn more about the stuff that you're doing. Colin, I appreciate it, man. That went by super fast. Um, But I'm excited to continue connecting and and just seeing how we can add add value to each other in our communities. Uh, So, you guys can follow me. I know Colin uh, and I connected via LinkedIn, but follow me on Instagram and on TikTok uh, at Coach Jeremy three zero five J E R E M Y. And if you're someone out there listening, I particularly work with men. If you're out there listening and you're successful with business, you're 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 creating something unique and special. However, you've done it at the cost of your health, at the cost of your relationships, and you feel like you really want to commit to your health and wellness and take your energy levels, your heart health, your brain health to the next level, shoot me a message on Instagram so we can talk and connect. Uh, I'll make sure to, to get back to you and continue cultivating the conversation in this community. So um, again, Coach Jeremy 305, and I'm super grateful for the opportunity, Colin. Awesome. Thanks again, Jeremy. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends. We're listening for your feedback. The show is all about you. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Monster Chats, presented by Monster Voip where we share the tools, methods, and best practices that business leaders use to build new connections, strengthen relationships, and impact sales in organizations of all shapes and sizes. If you have any questions from today's show and want to reach us directly, please text your question to 424-378-6966.